You know, like in high school, they would have those like every seven minutes things where like a mock drunk driving accident. Yeah. And they'd have like kids come to school dressed in like corpse face paint and like raise awareness about drunk driving. Like you couldn't talk to them and stuff like that. Um, I never experienced that, but um, are you okay? <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm fine. I wasn't one of the ones that died. Uh, yeah. Fair. I got typecasted as the guy that was behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get that. I get that. You, you who's drunk driver energy. <laughs> it's behind the Big Bang Theory. Oh man, he's adopted. How can I be adopted when I have a twin sister? Think, monkey. Think. Young Sheldon, coming to CBS this fall. I can hear them perks coming. I can hear the words coming. I can hear the screeks coming. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to episode six of The Gates of Shell. I am your host, Jack Storbeck, and join with me as always, uh, my wife, actually, Obtin Haydari. Yo, 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 it's a pleasure to be here uh, with my husband, my um, my eternal, my fearless leader, Jack Storbeck, the one and only. Jack, how you doing in Shell? I'm good. I'm good. The The prenup is still valid, so good. Uh, for now, we're, we're good. You're not getting shit. You're not getting shit. I, I said my prenup. Oh. I don't know what you're hiding from oh. me, but keep it. Uh, we're, we're joined tonight with not only a special guest, but one of our good friends, Sabrina Brennan. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Sabrina, a fellow comedian, you just got back from a... Were you at you were at San Francisco Sketchfest? Yes, so San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Sketchfest. Yeah, went really well. Sold out all our shows. Had a good time. I felt good about it. That was like long before the coronavirus. Yeah, shit. it was like pre-corona, and then we were gonna have a show at the Comedy Central stage, and then that got shut down because of Corona. So we'll have a show eventually there. Yeah, which is fine. It's more time for us to grow and look inward. That's, you know, that's what arting is all about, you know? Yeah, at least you got to go to a comedy festival before yours got axed. Did yours get axed? Are you okay? Talk about it. We were, I was going to go to perform at Edinburgh Fringe Fest. What? Yeah. Yeah. He was going across the pond. Wait, that's so cool. I mean, we also have it. When is it? It's. How do you do, when do you do that? How did that happen? That's so exciting. Um, the show I'm a part of is a month long and I'll, it's like 15 standups in total. So like each night we'll have like four or five comedians and so I was going to cool. go for a week. Wow. But that was before uh, the end times. So wow. now it's like standups illegal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Punishable by death. Yeah, maybe they'll still have the Fringe Fest on a, a Zoom. Yeah. Uh, meeting, so they'll call it the they... Fridge Fest. And, you know, it'll. You've been saving that one since San Francisco. <laughs> if you can believe it, I came with it right now. Just then. That's right. You are you are an improv. On that note, Sabrina, have you ever seen an episode? Have you ever seen an episode of Young Sheldon? Yes. I watched the pilot when it first came out because I wanted to know. Like, I didn't want to like it or hate it. Uh, like without having seen it so i watched that i watched me myself and i like i watched all the cbs pilots that came out that season i think good lord what was your impression when you first saw it i remember being like oh there's like there it's there's a lot of heart here like i was like this is very sweet yeah. like it's like 
I could see it's like a nice family show. I mean, like, did you? Did I you, wouldn't be surprised if it was on like Disney Channel. Did you like, watch? It had like an even Stevens feel. Did you watch Big Bang Theory at all? Uh, in middle school, I watched it, and then Tumblr told me I was actually supposed to hate it. So then I listened to Tumblr, and I didn't. Then I just stopped watching it. <laughs> don't listen to those hippies. Yeah, they don't know what's good. I mean, they're right. They're right about that, but. Um, so you didn't watch past the pilot. You you checked out. Yeah, I, I stopped after that. I was like, I think this show will be okay without me watching it. I'm going to move on. The, but it, I feel like I was always I playing devil's right. advocate for it for so long. Like, people would shit on it. And I'm like, actually, like, his family actually really cares about him, which, you know, we'll <laughs> talk about, you know. Oh, yeah. you've That's uh, what you think. Yeah, you've missed a lot. But, oh, uh, no. So the episode six is titled a patch, a modem and a Zantac. So they, they started doing this after the pilot, but they basically named three random things that'll play a part in this episode. So you have any clues as to where a patch, a modem and a Zantac might come into play or um, it's just my ex's bedroom. <laughs> a a Zantac. Yeah. I don't know what y'all are doing. Pill pop and sex freaks. Yeah, it's not it's not an enzyme. <laughs> what we were doing, it's past tense. It's over. Just raiding and your it's actually because of the modem. <laughs> just raiding your grandma's like drug cabinet, just hoping to find something that'll get you horny. Yeah, anything will do. Think, thinking you're gonna take a fucking Viagra and you end up taking a Zantac instead. Ugh, yeah. that's your twenties. Exactly. Mima probably just has like a bowl of pills out like it's Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. Like just you get what you get, no trades. Oddly that's enough, of it. 75% of the time, I do pick an M&M by accident, and that's on me. <laughs> don't get off. Nothing wrong with taking an M&M, but don't mix an M&M with a Skittle, and you'll oh. wind up. You'll wind up in the ground. Uh, okay, so Sabrina, Obton, and I are going to go watch episode six of Young Sheldon, titled A Patch, A Modem, and A Zantac. We'll be right back with our thoughts. Uh, let's run it. I can hear them perks coming. Okay, we are back from the episode viewing. Um, that was that 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 episode rode off of a lot of the wave that happened in the last episode. Obton, I don't know if you caught that, but how so? How do you mean? I mean, we'll get into it, but again, like it was kind of showed the other side of the coin of mm. Sheldon's family and friends, like neediness towards him and how like much of leeches there are and then now we saw in this episode him go after his own pursuits and all of them basically turn a complete cold shoulder to our man that's true so, but but in their defense um sheldon's uh needs were a little unreasonable i mean he was asking his meme for what three million dollars yeah his meme literally came up to him last episode and was like begging for help because she has a crippling gambling addiction yeah. she got visited by a fucking mob boss yeah. and then now he goes to her like he has extreme selective memory now oh, he's yeah. asking mima for three million dollars i would like, be surprised if mima she's like so in 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 this episode we get a little hint that mima is uh working out her she's seen a lawyer and she's working out her last will and inheritance and i mean i don't think there's much in there if anything she's gonna be leaving her debt to somebody mima is gonna pass and then ray Liotta's gonna come back and just go like head to head with fucking bill ponderosa and you know go go full wise guy in the family that so mima's in the mob or she made deals with the mob no, she made deals with the mob okay okay that's yeah, canon that's canon, canon. 
Oh, you so, know what? She's so, in the mob. Why not? That's but canon. no. Is it it's something where like it happened? It was like a plot point, or it was like back when I dealt with the mob, like as like one of those jokes that they feel like they might not have to account for. No, no, straight up. No, the, like the last episode, she was visited by. Uh, I don't know what his name was, but the actor Ray Liotta, who plays Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Mm, I see. And he came to collect a debt. Okay. And through the magic of screenwriting, she won at a slot machine and he accepted her quarters as payment. But how did how did this episode hold up against the pilot? Were you thrown? Um, you... I felt like I, I was because I watched it, I guess, years ago. Um, I thought it was fun, though. I honestly, the first note I have is he's so small, which honestly, like his the how tiny he is really made a lot of this episode work for me. Yeah, Where, well, you yeah. can you can you can thank that uh, to Mary Cooper's and just society in general's like lack of knowledge towards caring for an unborn child when you're carrying it to term. Uh, a lot of heavy smokers in this oh, yeah. episode. In this world, Texas, like, eight month, eight months pregnant. Throw back a couple wines. Who gives a fuck? It's, oh. it's, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. I mean, Why you're not? saying he's small because of the the wine and the not just because he's just a cute tiny nine year old. Yeah, he's also nine years old, so that that definitely factors in. But I do I do agree. It's just like. If you if you're you're a mom in the '80s, you were drinking and drugging at some point during that pregnancy. I mean, come on. Yeah, wow. think about it. They didn't get a copy of what to expect when you're expecting, so they just had to guess about what to expect. Um, okay, I'm gonna break down the plot really quickly for all of you. So we open up with Sheldon in science class, and his science teacher brings up his old roommate, Dr. Ron Hodges, who's a NASA scientist, to talk about the space program. But Sheldon raises his hand and offers to help save money with NASA to find out a way to use reusable rockets. And the NASA guy basically calls him cute and brushes that off. And Sheldon admits that he's going to become a theoretical physicist and he's like determined to prove this nincompoop wrong. So we open act one at dinner. Mima is saying she's seeing a lawyer because she's putting together last will and testament. Um, then they start talking about death at the table, and Mima says, uh, we're all dying from the second we're born. It's just a slip and slide into the darkness. Love that line. Uh, yeah, it's a great line. Um, Sheldon's dad that night goes to show off the lights in the house, and you see Sheldon's up doing math uh, to try and figure out the rocket situation. Ne the next day, Sheldon shows up to his Mima's house and asks her for money to buy a computer and says he needs $3 million. She ends up giving him $9 and a warm peso. Uh, then Sheldon calls the bank and tries to get a second mortgage on his house so he can afford the computer. Sheldon's mom hangs up the phone. Uh, later, Sheldon's in the library and Tam visits him. Tam says, oh, you should check it Radio Shack. And then he brings up that Sheldon sometimes sounds like a supervillain. Then Sheldon begs his mom to take him to Radio Shack. She refuses and he keeps asking and eventually has a meltdown, climaxing with the phrase cheese and crackers said slightly louder than his normal talking voice. Then in act two, we see Mima telling Sheldon's parents that she finally got him to calm down by giving him a hug and some cough syrup. Uh, the parents kind of brush this off and say that they should just, they need to ground Sheldon and they determine that a good punishment is to not take him to Radio Shack. 
the stress is Sheldon out, and one of the next nights, Sheldon's parents wake up to Sheldon saying he has an ulcer. They take him to a doctor, to which the doctor confirms it and prescribes him Zantac. Then one night, Sheldon's parents wake up to Sheldon again saying that he figured out the NASA problem, and he's super excited, and he sends his research to NASA and waits for a response in the mail, but the response from NASA never comes, and Sheldon becomes sad and moody, and so Sheldon's dad finally gives in and says, he says he's going to take Sheldon to Houston uh, to go visit the NASA building to get a response. Act three begins with the whole family taking a road trip to Houston. Sheldon throws up in the car because he says he's quote unquote car sick. Uh, they finally arrive at NASA's LG. They finally arrive at <laughs> NASA's LBJ Center. Uh, they wait for an hour because they don't have an appointment. Sheldon's dad barges in anyway and threatens Dr. Hodges so that he finally agrees to let him see Sheldon. Sheldon shows his research on the chalkboard. We finally see Dr. Hodges telling Sheldon that his work is groundbreaking. Sheldon asks for an apology, but Dr. Hodges says, well, your math is theoretically correct, but we don't have the technology. So Sheldon says, oh, I'm ahead of my time. Call me when you catch up, and he leaves. Then at the very end of the episode, we flash forward with a title card that says April 6, 2016, and we see CNN coverage of the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket landing. Then we cut to Elon Musk sitting at his desk reading from Sheldon's notebook of research that he sent to NASA, um, and he puts it away after the CNN reporter shows up to interview him. Okay. LGBTQ center. <laughs> yeah. I fucked that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the last thing you'll find in Texas. Gay yeah, yeah, astronauts, um, my favorite. Okay, uh, where do you where do you guys want to start, Sabrina? What are your immediate thoughts? Uh, I'm trying to. Think. It was. I did think, like performance wise, it is a spot on Sheldon impression. Like it is. It does answer the question: What was this person like as a child? And I think it's interesting to have it all be, to have his parents be supportive of the craziness. That they they put up with it and they go on the adventures and they say, yeah, actually, we're going to NASA to figure this out. I will say that that is, this is an exception to how we've seen Sheldon's parents traditionally handle um, his more oh. absurd needs. This is the I, Jack. Am I wrong? This is the first episode we've really seen them be like, "Oh no, we're 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 t doing that insane shit." You it's wanna. funny you guys mentioned that because Obton, I'm actually gonna take that a step further <gasps> and say this is like not only a point in time when we're seeing Sheldon's parents like kind of just like getting really tired of this, but now we're also starting to see his mom start to drift from him, start to get like really Pissed. tired of his shit yeah well because, also like, he tries to like sell their house or like put a mortgage against their house to like raise well, money to buy a computer yeah well that's a that's a whole other issue but like i think when his mom asks at dinner like what are you thinking as if he's gonna say anything relatable and then rolls yeah. her eyes when he says something like scientific like at least Mima had the like yeah, she was probably hammered, but at least she had the courtesy to be like, I was thinking the exact same thing. And his eyes glow up, and he's like, really? Like, like, they can't even pretend to be interested in him at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. before, and then the whole thing with, like, or Sheldon asks his parents to go to Radio Shack, 
you're grown adults and you have your nine-year-old son do your taxes for you, Radio Shack yeah. is the least you can do I, to take your son to. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little confused. You're like, why does Sheldon like Radio Shack so much? Is it just because of a generational thing? Because, like, I... What the fuck does Radio Shack have? It's just like a Best Buy in the mall, isn't it? Like a modem. Yeah, Radio Shack has. I mean, in its time, I feel like it was the place to be for people yeah. who want some look, buttons. Look, look, I, 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 I was a mall kid at one point. You know, I'm not proud to All say, right. it, but I was. You know, I, yeah, I, I, not in I, Texas I, in the eighties. Well, sure, but I'm saying I would hang out like at a Hot Topic. That makes sense. Or like a record store. But like, what's at a Radio Shack? He's I not think, trying to hang out at Radio Shack. Well, what do you want at Radio Shack? I think you're Shack. neglecting who Sheldon is as a person. Like, I don't think Sheldon would go to Radio Shack. I'm not Radio Shack. Uh, what's it? Uh, Hot Topic. Oh, no, no. I agree. I, I Trust me. I, I would I, I would sooner <laughs> die than neglect my man Sheldon as a person. But, I mean, like, what what is he... Why, why is this such a punishment to him? He only need. That's what I'm saying. He only needs to go this once. He's not, like, badgering his parents, like... Mom, uh, it's 6 p.m. Radio Shack time. He's like, th- just this once, I need a modem. I'm saying, like, about, like I mean, he's going to need computers more and more. Like, I wonder if, if we're going to be back to him needing a computer. Because I feel like it's going to come up again, right? Yeah, once he starts, you know, uh, watching porn or needing to watch porn. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. no, I he, think in the porn of it all, for sure. Yeah. <sighs> I, I don't really think he, like, again, I've kind of talked about this over. I think Sheldon is so focused on his work. Like, he foregoes sleep. Like, I think masturbating is so low on his list of priorities, and it's such a waste of time. Like, this guy won't go outside to play or get exercise or get any vitamin D. He's whiter than a sheet. Yeah. I'm worried. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, he, there's two types of nerds, right? There's, like... The hot Extre- ones? Well, no, 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 not not that way. I mean, the extremely horny nerds, and then the celibate nerds. You know, Sheldon has taken a vow of chastity. He is voluntarily celibate, and um, in in, in pursuit of uh, achieving sort of a tantric oneness with the world and foregoing his worldly bodily desires in order to pursue knowledge. But yeah, basically the way the way i was gonna say is like okay so clearly mary cooper uh sheldon's mom clearly has nothing but resentment towards the prison that is her marriage to bill ponderosa um but i think now often what i was saying is like her spite for her husband is bleeding into her feelings for sheldon because like this man is not her knight in shining armor but now she's like actually starting to miss being stuck in the tower oh yeah like you know what? Maybe it wasn't so bad back there. Like the fire-breathing dragon that is my mother. Like maybe wasn't keeping me trapped at all. Maybe we haven't even considered the notion oh. that the dragon is there to save her from the man. Oh, no, 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 and no, like no. that shiny armor isn't to protect himself. It's just you don't want to see who he really is. And that's kind of like she's aggregating Sheldon into that and you uh, saw, equation. And you saw that in the eye roll. That was the moment that you felt the yeah, difference. Yeah, like. She, yeah, like she's just like, oh, so what are you thinking about? Like, what what do you think he's gonna say? I, I'm yeah. gonna push back here though because you say that, you know, that she's starting to miss the tower. Living with Mima, there is no way in hell Mima was anything resembling a strict mother. That was not a tower. That was a wide open field. She probably she probably gave uh, Sheldon's mom her first sip of alcohol when she was like eight. Like, 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 that's the thing. That's what she's missing, in my opinion. And now she has to deal with her fucking bum-ass husband, Bill Ponderosa, and 
two two kids who are like you know just like like maybe we can get them into community college maybe we can get them to like have a stable job and not like end up arrested for drugs or prostitution um and and and, and well we all know we already know that georgie is a registered sex offender he, we do know that actually that is true that is canon oh sabrina sabrina this is canon but because he pees way, he sounds... pees in a phone booth oh very cool very cool which allegedly makes you a um sex offender public urination is a is a sex crime oh yeah but public, it's public sexy urination, when people do it but public urination doesn't make you a sex offender though I don't, I don't. I don't know. Because I, I thought know. I thought it was like if you pee in a like playground, like in a high, in like a kindergarten, like a elementary school playground. Yeah, like yeah, that's gonna fuck you over. But like but a high school like, playground, it's fine. Or I mean, if you just pee like outside of a bar, it's like you're gonna be arrested for public urination. But like, they're not gonna be oh, like, oh, a... you're you're on the list now. You're on the registry. But um, back to Sheldon's mom. It sounds as though she can't go to her Radio Shack. You know, the freedom is going to a bar, going out with the ladies, you know, say, say what's on her mind. You know, that's her mm. Radio Shack, you know? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like her closest thing to a thrill is being with her mother. Think about it. If you were thinking clearly as a mom and you just found out that uh, your son's grandma, your mom, tried to calm your son down by giving him cough syrup and literally knocking him out. You know when like this kid in high school or like this kid that you hate says like, oh, I love this band and you also love that band. So you're like, eh, now I don't like them anymore. Like you ruined it for me. Bill Ponderosa does that for Mima, literally drugging their son. Because when he's like, she drugged our son, she's like, does a classic sitcom eye roll but like really what that is is she's like ugh, you fucking you ruined that too now i have to think that what she did is cool because you're such a fucking loser oh yeah i could be wrong you want to talk about um i, I love the you know no i love the focus on the eye rolls i think that's so fascinating it, it is a that it is her moment. being like oh fuck i i have to agree with you that drugging our son is wrong but so now i have to say it's right is what you're saying like she will do anything to disagree with it because is it canon that they get a divorce it's it's, it's uh, to be determined to be determined indeed okay we, i honestly don't see how their marriage could survive from like an emotional standpoint like, i think it's gonna be wow. one of those things where it's like they pretend to stay married until the kids are in college and like they then they'll be like once married. they're empty now once they're empty now so they'll be like get out of here either happened to a friend once yeah, and exactly, and I think if we go back to the pilot, and Sabrina, you might remember this, but, like, in the pilot, Mary tells the faculty when they're all like, we need to get Sheldon out of high school, she's like, no, he has to stay in high school, we can't afford private school, and he's a genius. Now it's starting to become less of that he's a genius and more like, we need to get him out. Yeah. yeah. Wow, like, yeah. There, She's like, she's not trying to push him through school because he deserves it, she's like at this point just like get it fucking over with but i yeah. think i yeah. mean but i i'm gonna i'm gonna go into you know what happens in act two when they, when they talk about like when held when sheldon is sick and there's this ulcer and they go to the doctor and then it's like oh this this child is not only like you know kind of manic and you know has whatever but he is making himself sick with all this stress and then they decide to go to NASA. Like, I think that there's something so interesting there about, like, 
these parents who maybe want to get rid of him. But when his well-being is at stake, it's like, hey, my son has an ulcer at age nine. What? Like, does, does I don't he... care how crazy this is. We're going to fix this. Does he, like, force him? I, I was unclear on this. Does he, like, force himself to get an ulcer? Like, how does that work? It feels like it was intentional, that he intentionally was trying to get an ulcer. I, have, I, I don't know well, if it's medically possible to will an ulcer into existence. Well, here's what here's what I think. I think that Sheldon getting an ulcer from stress is bullshit. I, I did some research during that episode, and stress ulcers in children are very, very uncommon. Also, if they but were not common, impossible, basically, like, and if we're if we're talking about stress, Optin, you mean to tell me that in the last episode when Sheldon was getting carried by the entire high school and was under all that social pressure, he was literally screaming when kids would carry him. You're telling me that didn't give him an ulcer, well, but not going to Radio Shack does? I'm gonna I'm gonna then build off of that. I think. There's a fear when you're getting bullied as a child, the sense of, well, when I get older, real scientists are going to see me and they're going to respect me and all of this is going to be worth it. And then someone who is from NASA comes in and he's like, great, this guy's going to get me because these kids don't get me. And then when he's a joke to that person, that stress of like, oh, even when I'm done with high school and done with college no one will ever respect me. I'll always be a joke. I'll always be picked on. I'll always be carried around. And I wonder if that's where this heightened stress and anxiety comes from, is that it's like, oh man, is there no stage in my life when I'm going to be respected? But it feels like, it feels intentional. It feels like he, his plan was like, oh, I'm going to get an ulcer so my parents have to do something. And that's where, that's what's bumping for me. It's, yeah, he just shit his pants. Like, how do you well, force like, yourself yeah, to get an ulcer? Yeah, I mean, like, you can throw a tantrum. Just squeeze? Yeah, I mean, like, like that, because that, that's, that, that's honestly probably a far more interesting scientific achievement than whatever the fuck he figured out with that math. You don't think that maybe, just maybe, hear me out, that maybe that ulcer was ca- caused because Mima just poured half a bottle of NyQuil down his nine-year-old throat. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Well, that, yeah. Uh, okay, that, you know what else? True. You know that what else true. causes? You know what else in that same article causes stomach ulcers? What? Medicine. Oh, oh my God! Then that was it. Damn. So Mima gave him the ulcer. A mix of and too. so now, and uh. and also Obton, and also when he's in the car with. Uh, his family driving to Houston, he all of a sudden gets car sick. We know he doesn't get car sick because in the episode where his dad has a heart attack and they drive to the hospital, his younger, his older brother was driving and was swerving yeah, down the road because yeah, he didn't know how to but, drive. But Sheldon had his brother. He did. No, he yeah, he was helmet. armored, man. He was armored heavily. He was clearly concerned about being in a car. Yeah, but he didn't get car sick then. And now he's throwing up. Like maybe it's because of well, the they were going. They were going slow. They were going slow then because his brother didn't know how to drive. So they were driving slowly down the road. But now they're driving fast down a highway. But it's also there is like he's about to speak with NASA. Like I think there might be an anxiety there that he feels coming. He feels like he's going to throw up. But he, instead of saying that he's scared. If there's one thing I can I know about my man Sheldon. Is the man, the man, the man knows he is the leader of the world. The man, yeah. there is no, there's no doubt in that mind. When he talks about science, there's no doubt in his voice. You know. Absolutely fair. 
Yeah, you fucking idiot, Sabrina. <laughs> Fuck up. God damn it, Sabrina. Is anyone else like... Jack, Jack, I feel like this is the weakest plot that we've had so far in a Young Sheldon episode. How do you feel about that? I got that? here for the weak one. You can look at the inconsistencies as plot holes, or you can, like, I think the way I'm looking at them as, like, kind of this... Is I, this, like, isn't it structurally usually just only Sheldon, or is there ever, like, a B-plot? There's B-plots. Okay. This episode there wasn't, but there are B-plots. But, I don't know, in this episode it just, it felt like, okay, Sheldon is not able to, like, be in the situation where he could, like, um... It feels like the obstacle is just, like, what? Like, oh, I can't have a open speaking floor at NASA as a nine-year-old? I don't know, I just yeah. felt like the plot was weak here... And the stakes weren't really there. And, you know, and they, there's a little bit of canon here. They, they say that the, Sheldon claims that the reason he entered, he started to pursue a degree in theoretical physics wasn't because, I mean, it was because of wanting to know the answer to the universe, all that dumb nerd shit, but also because of this one guy, this one guy. And here's the thing. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy I, that I don't either. buy that. I, that, that, that feels, Chuck... Come on, man. Like, I know Sheldon Sheldon wanted this before this. He'll want this after this for different reasons. Like, I don't buy that it's because of this. Sabrina, you made a good point earlier, though, about, like, the idea of him being sort of shafted by these, who he sees as peers, but who see him as a child, like these scientific NASA people. Yeah, it's just, it's a bummer. I don't know. I felt bad. But I think, yeah, there was sort of this, like, you just kind of see him alone for a lot of it and we're not really like there wasn't enough funny moments like at least in this episode where we get to see sheldon like be sheldon with people yeah and that's why i think it goes back to the thing with sheldon like like how much his family's like affection and care for him is like uh contingent upon what he can do for them but i think there's a sincere moment here i i think that they i mean okay well sincere like it's not it doesn't land with me personally because i don't buy for a second that bill ponderosa gives a shit about anything other than poontang and methamphetamine but i do think that like there was a deliberate effort on the part of like the storytellers to like have this be a real sincere moment and and for uh bill ponderosa to be like you know what like if my kid's upset about this i want to deal with it yeah wrapping that point up like Sheldon says he's never loved his dad more in his life. Really? Because your dad drove you to Houston? That's 50 minutes yeah. an hour away from Galveston. Come on. That's, yeah. yeah. But is it and then, and then the, even the other kids in the car are like, oh, this is a fun family outing. Can we stop at this ostrich farm that the majority of the kids want to go to? No, we're driving straight there and straight home. Shut the fuck like, up, you non-geniuses. But is it is it like the dad's first time showing like, hey, we're going to do this? Because maybe that's why it's such a big moment for him. Yeah, but it's one of those things like inferior in practice. Is he doing it because he like wants to help Sheldon get his time in front of a NASA speaker? Or is he just want his little son to fucking get it over with? Yeah, yeah you know what it is? We like we need that why this suddenly meant so much to him. I, don't, I think they could have afforded to be a little sweeter here and being like, man, this really means so much to my kid. I think I'm going to try to make this dream come true. They could have. They could have, but also he he almost went postal on that NASA office. Well, that's not, but I mean pre NASA yeah, office. His Vietnam, like, his Vietnam training was kicking in. He's yeah. like, you're yeah. gonna tell me where the enemy is. Yeah. But like a moment before they're like going on the road trip, before he says, "I'm taking you to NASA," 
I wish there was a moment where we kind of see the shift in the dad for why this is suddenly so important. Like, another point that, like, Sheldon's dad completely doesn't give a fuck. Like, when Mima is like, don't worry, I gave him cough syrup, he knock- he- he's knocked out. Like, Sheldon's dad isn't like, wait, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you're drugging my son? After his mom is like, wait, what? And then Mima's like, it's not like he's operating heavy machinery. He's launching rockets out of the back of the garage. Like, that's worse. Clearly doing like, what do you mean? I'd rather have Sheldon drink a bottle of NyQuil and drive a tractor than fucking launching that's uranium-headed so missile into, like, the fucking neighbor's house. He only brings it up when he says, I'm gonna go tell Sheldon that we're not taking him to Radio Shack. And then Mima's like, oh, I would wait till the morning. He's a little loopy right now. And then he says, she drugged our son. He's not mad that she drugged her son. He's he's mad that she didn't drug him enough. He's like, what do you mean he's loopy? I thought he was asleep. Yeah, that's um, really funny. I thought like that like alternative ending scene where they show Elon Musk reading Sheldon's notebook. I, I think they should do the same thing with Mima's notebook and then pull out to reveal Casey Anthony reading it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Elon fucking Musk, man. Let's talk about that. What a... How much do you think they paid the guy to get on that show? So he was on an episode of, um, yeah, that was his cameo. He was on an episode of Rick and Morty, which like that, oh, 100%, like real fucking Elon Musk move. I mean, because Rick and Morty is like, that's the epic you win the internet today, sir, like show, right? But like Elon Musk is not watching Young Sheldon. Yeah. So they had to have like paid, bribed his way on there. How much well, do you think they paid him? like... I don't know. So then they get a bottle. I don't know. Chuck Lorre probably has information on him because he's probably in his circle. So he's probably like, hey, I won't release this if you come on my show. It's probably why he has to do all these shows because all these Hollywood pedophiles are like, come on our show. And he's like, do I have to? And they're like, do you want the dossier released? And he's like, fuck, okay. This is parody. Parody. It felt tonally weird. Like, it almost, it was like, with the Elon Musk moment, I was like, oh, I wish we had more, like, fun. No, it was nice. It was, I, I, I was vocally like, oh, my fucking God, what the fuck? Rick and Morty is one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, Elon Musk, he would do that. Like, Kanye West, he would do that. But, like, young Sheldon, I'm like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise. This point kind of culminates in that Elon Musk moment. But, like, we've talked about this before, Obton, about theorizing whether Sheldon is actually smart. Ooh. And, like, this this episode kind of made me think, maybe not. He kept saying the phrase, access thrust to weight ratios from the FTP server. Like, basically what he's saying is, I need to check the internet. Like, he keeps, and he keeps referring to, like, I need a modem to, like, do this. Like, why, why can't you borrow one? You can't yeah. look it up in the library. You can't find, you Dumb need to bitch. buy a modem. And then Sheldon is convinced he has an ulcer, but then they list off several times he's misdiagnosed himself in the past. So going into that, the doctor that actually confirms that he has ulcers prescribes him Zantac. Doesn't clarify it's for children or not. And then asks if he smokes. And then the doctor says that, oh, well, I drank and smoked when I was nine. Like, what? The way they're making Sheldon smart is by making everyone else around him fucking dumb. The child therapist, dumb. Sheldon's doctor, drinks and smokes and prescribes adult drugs to a kid, dumb. The NASA guy says landing a rocket is impossible and then makes like poop jokes to the class. Like, yeah. and then we see at the end, like he was trying to talk about landing a manned mission on Mars. We, we've landed a rocket before we've done that. So like, 
And then that basically culminates in my last uh, theory with uh, that Elon Musk scene is that I think that Elon Musk is young Sheldon in the show. Oh. oh. I don't think that was an Elon Musk cameo. Well, it was by the actor, but like I think in the universe of the show, I think when we see Sheldon's book in his hands, we're just, oh, we're assuming Elon Musk took it. But how would Elon Musk have gotten that? Interesting. So like what I'm thinking is that maybe Elon Musk is young Sheldon in the present day because we've already established that the uh, Big Bang Theory is not canon to young Sheldon. True. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I, I don't know about that. Why would he be looking at his own notebook in order to answer questions from the press? No. Sheldon would no, know no, those he's answers. Like, he's like looking back at his old work that like culminated mm. in this moment. Mm. No, no. He's clearly, he's clearly studying up on what my man Sheldon has already deciphered, so he has something to say. But, that's, but I have another thing. I have another angle to this, right? Because, like, I'm, what I'm saying is that Elon Musk is a different type. Well, I remember how I said earlier, there's two types of nerds. There's horny nerds and there's Volcel nerds. Elon Musk is a horny nerd. He doesn't have that young Sheldon energy, you know? Elon, Elon's, like, social. You know, he puts out memes. He's, like, you know, He's he more has a, sort of, like, a persona. Sheldon's more about Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Like I don't, I just don't see that as because I feel like Elon's like the type of guy like, oh yeah, I'll throw a party, fuck it, I'll go to Burning Man for sure. Like Sheldon, he would never do that. He would never. He would never in a million years unless he got his he uh, the perfect spot. I don't know. Again, we're trying to see we're trying to see who young Sheldon becomes. I think the Big Bang Theory, if anything, if anything, was a big misdirection, and now everybody's sitting there like on the edge of their seat, being like, oh, like. I know where this is going, but like that's exactly what they uh, they want you to think. Wow, that's beautiful. I don't know. I like. I think there's potential, especially with seeing how fucked up his family is. Uh-huh. Like, like a fucked up family like that can only produce somebody like Elon Musk. I guess. Am I wrong? I don't know if you're wrong, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I I like it as a. Uh a direction for it i think it'd be really funny if it was true i'd like to believe that you're right yeah like think Elon's about... from south africa though we uh, know that that's canon that's canon He's that's not fact. from texas yeah just like bill ponderosa doesn't have a family in vietnam like we we know well, that it's in his canon. blood to have a second double life but that's canon that's the thing where where would where would sheldon cooper i'm saying uh, i'm just i'm just i'm just speculating i'm just putting it out a there mid-atlantic accent where does he go? Where does how does he get a South African accent? After we've established she has a Mid Atlantic accent, episode one. Well, okay. yeah, if he can means test one accent, he can means test another. I'm not saying that Sheldon Cooper is a different person. I'm saying Sheldon Cooper and Elon Musk are two sides of the same coin. He's like it's Pete like Pete a Buttigieg. master of disguise kind of thing. Ooh, he's like yeah. Pete we Buttigieg. kind of forget like, like the mask aspect of it all. What if it is like a ma- the mask situation where he puts it on, then he becomes a crazy party animal. Yeah, what if it's a literal mask? Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Elon Musk mask. Have you looked, look at Elon Musk's face and tell me that that man is not wearing a, like a literal Halloween mask. Yeah, it's a mask. That's well, we know, what I will you know about the hair. You know about the hair thing, right? No, is he okay? No, have you seen Elon Musk before he got rich and after he got rich with hair? Yeah, Elon Musk's hair situation though. Google search it. 
be an Elon Musk hair truther. Um, how does the man get his hair back like that? I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like once you become once you become a billionaire, like you change looks. Look at Jeff Bezos. He looked like a little bitch, and when he was in his 30s, he looks younger now than he's ever has because he's getting young 20 year old blood pumped into his veins for breakfast. Wow. And like we know Sheldon, we know Sheldon has like kind of takes his Mima's nihilism into effect with it. And especially when her famous phrase in the episode, life is a slip and slide into darkness. Like, yeah, she probably pushed her husband down that slide. So like, yeah, I'm not saying that Elon Musk and young Sheldon is canon. I'm saying as Natasha Bedingfield said, like the rest is still unwritten. Like yeah. we, we haven't seen those pages be filled in and we have to let the sun illuminate like, the words, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sabrina, what are your, like, you have any other thoughts about this episode um, about like, I mean, it's so interesting, uh, you know, how much, cause I didn't really pick up on all the hate that you guys saw. I thought it was like a, a beautiful moment of family coming together. So it's really interesting to hear it in the, the context, um, of true hate. <laughs> well, I also didn't know all this stuff about Mima. Like, that's so funny. Um, well, no, that's, that's, like, yeah, that's why we, like, bring people on that, uh, kind of go into this blinds, because, like, it's, 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 it's almost, like, Lynchian in a way, where it's, like, this kind of, uh, placid, everything's fine, it's just a, yeah. a nice dandy kind of, like, one-and-done sitcom. That's the thing, like, most of the people that watch this show only watch one episode and they're done. I guess it's kind of like being in a hot tub, like, it's, like, relaxing and soothing at first, but it, if you're in too long or they crank up the heat too much, like it, it becomes torture and not torture in the sense of like watching the show, but just in terms of seeing like the reality and the like kind of like gross underbelly of this uh -huh. like extremely dysfunctional family dynamic. I like to think that you um, sit with a dictionary next to you and you're like, it's kind of like, uh, let me see, let me see, let me uh, see. Shit. A hot tub. Sabrina, what do you think about the tone? Tonally, I uh, of, it's interesting. Of the show, I think know? he like was kind of doing some multicam acting every once in a while, and there there was some timing on jokes that felt a little like hold for laugh. Like I I kind of wanted it to be more jokey. Like it felt a little too grounded. Or it's like if you are gonna do a more grounded take on it, then I would like to gain more thoughts into sheldon's psyche you know like i'm like what are mm -hmm. we gaining from this origin mm -hmm. story other than seeing him when he's little just what's going through his brain and what's freaking him out and you know what's causing all these anxieties how do you feel about because it? It, it is true like the, one of the big things that jack and i have talked about is um you know this is a tone this is not only a tonally but a structurally a fundamentally different show than the big bang theory the big bang theory is a multi-camp sitcom but this is a single cam kind of dramedy you know it's not yeah. there's no laugh track it's more grounded yeah i i think they're almost like it's times where like it's a little it tries to make itself really grounded but then you have like jokes about the doctor started drinking at age six and like the the grandma's drugging the kids and you're like wait a second like you didn't set up a tone that makes me think that these behaviors are safe or okay it's like mm -hmm. you're treating everything else as like pretty serious. Oh, this is kind of shot in a way that this could be an episode of This Is Us. <laughs> that like 
I don't really know if I'm supposed to be worried about this child who has a disease that is typically only in adults. Like, I, I don't find, like, the comedy in it because it doesn't really play that way. You Well, you know, you're right because it's I think it's, like, purposefully kind of plucked out of the structure yeah. in a way where, like, they have an opportunity to make a joke, but they don't. And they make you feel uncomfortable. And, yeah. like, some people can say that that's the sign of a bad comedy, but I think that's the sign of, like a very purposeful omission in a way because it's like I kind of noted this when he's like explaining the science to the guy at NASA that almost kind of should have been a goosebumps moment where it's like this kid comes in and he's brilliant and the line of like oh so you're telling me like so your technology hasn't caught up to me yet or you know like call me when you catch up like that should be like a huge cathartic moment but literally like he's not even done saying the word and there's some like poppy 80s music and they're like in the car and then we're like back in a comedy and I'm like, oh, wait, couldn't we like sit in that for a little bit? Like if you are going to make it this weird like dramedy, then let yourself like be in that genre, be in that little like full house Danny Tanner hugging the kids at the end of the episode moment. Like, I don't know, like let it happen. I, I agree with that. But my thing is that the, the biggest the biggest thing about how it bunts for me is that. We know that Big Bang Theory is not like this. I mean, like, what precedent is there for a TV show to have a spinoff that is a completely different format than the original show? Yeah. You know? It's sort of like how we had, like, The Wizard of Oz, and then you have, like, that show with, like, Zoe Chanel. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but it was, like, I think it was called, like, Oz or something, where it was, like, a, a very dark, creepy version of Wizard of Oz and, like, things like that where it's, like, totally, like, completely different. But, like, the idea of, like, okay, if you're going to tell us that this is not the Big Bang Theory, this is a completely different show, it's really interesting to then put in, like, the Jim Parsons voiceover because then it's, Mm -hmm. like, okay, so now, so you guys still want us to think of Big Bang Theory by putting his voice in it, even though in every other possible way you're kind of trying to, like, distance yourself from it. Yeah. Well, well, back to the kind of point about, like, wearing masks and kind of, like, being this different person. It's, like, if if there is kind of a representation of, like, the classic sitcom or whatever Big Bang Theory was supposed to fucking be, it's, like, oh, look at this goofy mask I'm wearing. And now it's kind of, like, okay, what's behind the mask? Like, th- wh- yeah. what's going on? What's It's, like, a, a clown painted on smile. It's like, like, even if you, like, you can't tell when they're frowning or not. And like, I think it's like, oh, you want to see like how the Big Bang Theory came about. You want to see how this like goofy kind of character is, even though it's not canon. Um, Let's like, if you, you, your wish is my command. It's like, don't go opening Pandora's box. Cause now you're going to see like kind of this dark world that created the Sheldon Cooper that you thought you loved. Yeah. And in a, in a lot of ways, it's kind of reminiscent of Breaking Bad and how, like, oh, uh, Saul Goodman's this, like, goofy, kind of crazy, funny, like, awkward, yeah, weird, that's scheming such a good... lawyer. And now it's, like, young Sheldon is the better call Saul, where it's like, oh, this is a completely different person. Who's Jimmy McGill? Why is this so dark? Like, what did he do? Like, how much yeah, blood, but, but, how but much blood not... is on this young boy's fucking hands to get to where he ended up in that show? But Better yeah, Call Saul be really is still... Better Call Saul is still, like, you know 
tonally and genre-wise in the same format as Breaking Bad. That's why it works. Yeah, because Vince Gilligan isn't brave enough to do what Chuck Lorre is doing. True, true. Sabrina. Sabrina. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for um, coming on and speaking with us and being a part of our descent into Shell. Yeah, it was um, wonderful. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, we're really happy to have had you here. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to impart on the viewer about whether or not they ought to watch the show? I think it's I think it's a, a show that is okay to miss. If you're in a waiting room at a doctor's office and it's on, you'll probably it will pass the time. If that makes sense. Well, this is also coming yeah, from. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm currently binge watching uh, NBC Smash. So that gives you a sense of the, the type of TV I crave during times of crisis. So I think, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know, at a time yeah. when everyone's stressed out, I feel like a young Sheldon might be fun. So basically, Sabrina, it sounds like you're saying, like, this show is a multivitamin where it's just, like, take it when you want, like... Yeah, but if you miss it, it's, you know, you're probably okay. I think this might be more like like birth control. Like, if you miss a day, it's going to fuck everything up. Oh, for you, it's, for you, it's Jack birth control. And I. This is, Can you explain to me how birth control birth works control. really quick? This is our birth control. Yeah, Sabrina, I don't know if you've heard about a, a vagina, but it kind of needs pills. It, you need to just shove a pill up there once a day. <laughs> I don't know how you and guys you come it. every time you do it. Sorry. Yikes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we know. Yeah. This what, this Tampons are like. just injection needles for birth control. Everybody <laughs> knows that, Sabrina. You just pull oh, the yeah. string, and then it comes out like confetti. <laughs> my favorite it's my favorite surprise actually you know little known fact um um traditionally they shoot tampons for new year's night who knew new year's eve yeah new year's eve you know like they're shooting tampons all the confetti's coming out of those tampons good honestly they, they did that until the great tampon shortage in 1999 wow and that's why we don't get free tampons in public restrooms anymore that's, they're like sorry we were saving these up for new year's eve baby it's like I remember, I remember New Year's Eve that night. I'll never let a tampon go to waste again. Okay, everyone. <laughs> You're like, everybody, simmer down. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. So we got too well, feminine for you, Starbat. I can't relate. Yeah, um, so, uh, yeah, sorry, back to the show. Sorry, Sabrina. Uh, some of us, uh, Jack, are not comfortable mm-hmm. on talking about these <laughs> issues, so you know. That's so silly. I love it. Um. Well, thank you guys so much. <laughs> I realize you're trying thank to you. end the show and I'm like making it last forever. No, hell yeah. No, we're, we're, this is we're, all we're going happy. The final cut. This is the best this night of my all... life. Yeah. None all of this right. will be cut. Well, oh, Optin, yeah. I'll see you next episode for yeah. episode seven of The Gates of Shell. Everyone, of if you're listening, please stop. Don't share this podcast. Oh. Um, uh, Sabrina, sorry. Sabrina's new here. She doesn't know that yeah. I tell basically anyone listening uh-huh. to... Go to uh, shell. Um, to stay in quarantine long after it's officially over. Okay. Yeah, this is a non-COVID-19 related quarantine. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for being intimidated by you. Burning shell. Well,